0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, December 13th of 2022. Getting a little bit of a late start today. Appreciate you guys being patient, waiting around for the stream to start a little late today. This show is usually at 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Small late start today, but we are here and we are ready to rock and roll Got a five-game NBA slate as well as a 12-game NHL slate. Should be plenty of DFS action for you to jump in on tonight with no NFL. Uh, We will have NFL this Saturday, though, so get an extra day of NFL if you cannot tell. Big NFL fan over here. I love the NFL DFS contests and and sweat in general. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions usually come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you are not joined up in the Discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. And if you are not a member of SaberSim, there is a link to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. Highly recommend checking us out and coming into this show and asking any questions you have related to the app if you're just tuning in have questions throw them in the youtube chat as always we will get to all the questions before the end of the show i promise you that but with that being said we are going to jump right in here we are going to pull sabersim up looks like we have about uh three ish questions to get us going today so if anybody has any questions now is a great time to throw them in the chat so we can keep the show rolling. But that being said, first question from Casey Lust said, if I have two ideas on specific game scripts on NFL showdown slates, is there a way to have Saberson prepare and combine both sets of lineups, 10 of one and 10 of the other script in, say, a 20 max lineup? Okay, so no. The answer answer is no. There's no good way to do this right now. You can technically do this with getting your hands dirty in the CSV files. So if you, you know, take the CSV that you come in into uh that that you download from you know DraftKings or or FanDuel or whatever, you can you can open that file like on your computer and then in in a build, which I'll just demo this really quickly. So So it is something that is on our radar for sure and has been requested a lot. We know a lot of people would really like this feature. So definitely should be something that we are uh, trying to build in the very near future, trying to ship a couple other things first that we think are really cool and really exciting, which we have alluded to here on the stream. But if you want to do this, right, what I would suggest is say you have a 20 max contest in a CSV, right? Download the CSV open the CSV on your computer. looks like, you know, um, Excel file. And in this number of lineups, change it to, you know, 10, like we're saying for this demo, if you hit this download lineups on this screen in the post build screen, this download lineups is just the lineups file. It is like, if you try, if you try to hit download lineups and upload it to, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings, it would not work. Cause it is not the CSV file that they recognize. It is just like your raw lineups file. So you can download this and then you can copy and paste this into your CSV. And that is one way to get, you know, 10 of one build and then 10 of another build into your CSV and go into your contest. A little tedious, something we want to fix in the future. But for now, this is the way I would suggest doing it there. Okay, got a question here. From M. Robinet3. I'm going to get this one in the chat. Okay. Question says On the 1212 show, you explained that using review mode after a slate is completed to filter for lineups in the pool that hit the 1% threshold can be a way to check for a plus EV pool. This makes a lot of sense. So I tried it with the last four NFL slates that I played two showdowns and the mini max main slate for week 13 and 14 in all cases my pool had well under the desired one percent lineups the range was between one and sixteen lineups all within a pool of three thousand so best case was 16 out of three thousand or roughly about half a percent i'm mostly respecting the sanctity of the sims and making very few changes pre-build all of which are small adjustments to projections my question is Should I consider this a case of variance or a sign that I need to do more or less pre build? Okay, this is a really good follow up to something that we have been talking about a lot over the past week or so. So, this is a really good question and a really sharp follow up. Um, you know, I, I originally got this idea from Jordan. Uh, you know, Jordan was the old host of Office Hours, really smart individual. And he kind of put me on to this. And I thought it was a really good idea, which is why I decided to share it. Uh, I know that Jordan tracked this like over like months and months, and to to say that uh, tracking it over four slates is a sample size issue, I think is a very true statement. I think that that is just a very small snippet of you know so many slates that you're probably playing or participating in over an entire season. Um, that being said, I think that you know kind of from from having internal discussions and and talking with some people behind the scenes. I, I my my understanding is like, you know, you might go, you know, multiple slates where you're kind of under, you're kind of under, and then you're gonna have like a few slates where you are just way over and you just like smash the slate completely. Like really make up that equity back is is going to be in like in in big chunks so that does happen that is why a larger sample size is important i wouldn't uh put too much weight into like this this four slate snapshot that you've kind of taken but i think that you know if you were to like find an efficient way to go back and look at that in like a time efficient manner where it doesn't take too long you can you can do this over a longer period and kind of see if if that holds up, if, if what we're kind of talking about, uh, ends up happening where you just have like a few slates where you just kind of smash the slate and then that makes up all of your, uh, 1% equity back kind of in, in big chunks. So it is something that like I, I did, uh, myself, not, not on a pool level, but on like a lineup level, I was tracking, you know, how many of my lineups were going into the top one percent for for an extended period of time? And like in NBA specifically, I would just have certain slates where I would just smash a slate and get a lot of that equity back. So I would I would encourage you to continue to track it if that is something that you're really interested in, and don't get too hung up on such a small sample size. But really sharp follow up, and happy to continue to talk about that specific topic. Seems to be one that people are uh, liking and and kind of responding to there all right this is our last question in the discord and then we will hop over to youtube chat and see if any questions come in there haven't seen anything yet uh maybe we will find a way to make this stream go a little longer until we get some more questions coming in here but got a question here in the discord says where am i okay um is ownership updated after the nba slate starts if so can you discuss the process? Example, last night Capella was scratched after the start of the slate. Okongwu ended up getting like 40% ownership on FanDuel, but Sabersim still had his ownership projection really low. To be clear, this is not a complaint about Sabersim ownership projection, just seeking clarity, so I know how to develop my how to develop my process. Okay, so Good question here. I, this is definitely worth clarifying. So ownership does not update once the slate starts. So if, for instance, tonight, let's say you know somebody like um, Zion gets you know scratched, and Larry Nance Jr. ends up you know uh, getting a bump in minutes, maybe ends up starting. Uh, we we are not rerunning ownership, mostly because ownership is coming out and the ownership projections can like be different than the actual ownership. And it's very like contest specific as well. So we do not update ownership after. I think that, you know, depending on when the news breaks is kind of important. Like if you, if you were going to assign ownership to somebody, right. I think, I think this is like really what we should be talking about is, you know, let's say Zion gets ruled out. Right. And Like, like after the slate starts, you know, maybe, maybe around, um, okay. Let's talk about two instances here. We'll do, we'll do like two examples. Let's say Zion gets ruled out right after lock, like slate locks seven Oh one Eastern Zion ruled out, uh, for whatever reason, Pelicans come out with their lineup way in advance, like an hour before where Larry Nance is starting. That is a lot of time for people to react to a situation and the time that the news broke is the time that most people are around or paying attention and will kind of capture and capitalize on that news. Um it is like when news breaks closer to a game start or later in the slate, I think that there's more edge cuz less people are probably paying attention, less People, you know, people might leave their computers and not able to swap as efficiently, not paying attention. So I think like as news breaks closer to games starting later in the slate, you're gonna get more of an ownership edge. Um, I didn't actually play last night. I just played some NFL showdown, had some things going on. So I, I, I can't say exactly how I handled the situation or how it unfolded. But but you know, basically I think the moral of the story is like The earlier news comes out, the more time people have to react. And especially if that news comes out closer to lock, um, more and more people are going to take advantage of that and make a swap of some sort. It is when news breaks later in the slate, really close to game times, like the game time starting, that that really creates an ownership inefficiency and you can get a lot more leverage in that type of situation so not sure exactly how it worked but just so you know you know one more time like we do not rerun ownership after a slate starts uh we only update projections so really good question definitely worth clarifying and uh wanted to provide a little bit of an example as to how different things work in in different situations how ownership is a little more fluid in certain lay swap scenarios Okay, uh, no questions in the YouTube chat yet. Do you see a question here from Naj? I'm going to throw this one in the chat from Discord. Naj said, question, I play a lot of single entry. What would be the best strategy for picking a lineup out of the pool? And do you still recommend making 1500 for single entry? Okay, I'm going to start with the second part of the question. So I would suggest still building as big of a pool as you can regardless of how few entries you're playing unless you're in a time crunch right if you're in a time crunch i think it's okay to build less but the reasoning for that is that the lineups are not built in like strength descending it's not like this is your best lineup that we built first and then this is your second best lineup because we are not building based on average projection all of the lineups get built and then saber score goes in and grades the lineups. So your best lineup on based on saber score could be the last lineup that was built. But once it got to the grading process, uh, the algorithm decided that this was the best lineup and moves it all the way to the top. So building as many lineups as you can, given you know uh, a uh, ideal uh, building environment where you're not in a time crunch, is always the best option. So first part of the question, that is how I would do that. And then the second question, it really depends, you know, how many lineups you're building and what you're trying to do. Right. So let's say you are like literally building one lineup a night and you are going to play this one lineup. Right. Um, the way I would handle it personally is I would probably do some research and kind of figure out, you know, maybe like one or two guys that I want to be on. And I might come in here and I might filter for them. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, I've done some research and I really think that, you know, I've ran some test builds. I've ran some research builds. Um, I've done some research outside of the app. I really think Chris Paul is a good play. And I really think that Jonathan Kaminga is a smash at this value or something. Right. You can, co- you can use the filters, and I just narrowed my pool of 500 lineups down to 34. So there are 34 lineups in my pool of 500 that have these two players in them. And I'm not opinionated about anything else on the slate, right? But you can come in here. You can see what these lineups look like. You know, am I okay playing a three-stack, or do I want to play, you know? I mean, I like, do I want to play a four-stack? Maybe not, right? So, like, maybe you skip this one. And you can come in here. You can kind of find a lineup that you like. Um, I, I personally would be happy playing this number one lineup. Has the two players that we uh, pointed out, and um, you know, uh, stacking less than less than four players, uh, perfectly fine there. So I, I would be totally okay playing this lineup. You see some correlation in here. Uh, looks like a looks like a pretty good lineup to me. So if you're like really opinionated about who you want to play. That is one way I would handle it. If you are not as opinionated, but you still want to see some different lineups, right? Maybe you open this up to like the top 10, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to go, you know, top 10 lineups. And I want to see, you know, who is showing up the most in these 10 lineups, who is showing up the least. Am I okay, you know, with, with some of these guys that are showing up in like 1% of my pool, but happen to be in one of the top 10 lineups in 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 my pool as well uh or do it you know i want to get rid of some of these guys so um you know maybe i maybe i trash these ones right maybe i where's patrick bevigly eight okay you know he's in a small amount of my pool you know i'm, I'm gonna trash this one right and you kind of narrow it down to a handful of lineups and then you pick from there or maybe you're building you know three single entries and you want to play three unique lineups in your single entry so Definitely think there are, like, multiple ways to go about it. I think that, you know, when I am managing a portfolio of lineups, I am much more interested in using Min uniques and using, like, exposure settings. But when I am playing, like, one lineup, I kind of want to be a little more hands-on and use, like, filters, use spot-checking actually looking at the lineups and seeing if I'm okay with this lineup being in my pool. I think if you're playing uh, less than or like more than one entry, I think it still makes sense to take advantage of the mini uniques. That way your lineups can be a little more spread out and not be so in intertwined with some of the other lineups that you have. So I think that, you know, the more lineups you play, the more things like exposures and mini uniques come into play. As far as like uh, balancing your portfolio and using those tools, if I'm playing like a single lineup, I'm probably filtering and looking for one that I really resonate with. But just my thoughts there. So let me know if you have any follow up. Mm-hmm. Uncrabby Cabby said, Hey, Andrew, what's up, Cabby? Uh, usually when you say this, you got a question coming on the horizon. So I'm going to assume you are still typing it out and I will let you do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, follow up here from Naj in the Discord said if i'm playing multiple single entry contests uh it's, uh mini should my mini uniques be higher or lower okay this is a good question i i would frankly i would say the the less lineups you're playing the more mini uniques you should have and the more lineups you're playing the less mini uniques you should have that is basically because the number of lineups you're playing is a larger number of your pool so like as the as the ratio of lineups you're using in your pool goes up your min uniques should go down just due to not as many available lineups to reach that threshold of min uniques and like we could we could we could prove this right so i'm going to put all of our lineups available in our 500 at three at three lineups, I bet you I could get at least six. So six min uniques, I'm only at lineup 47. Seven min uniques, I could do it eight mini uniques. So I can get all the way up to eight min uniques with three lineups. In and there are nine players in a lineup on FanDuel. So that is like really cool. If you're only playing a handful of lineups, like, like you are so diverse. And you know that, you know, if one lineup does bad, that basically has little to no effect on another lineup aside from one single person. And if we look here, a single person is not used in all three lineups. So if we, if we turn this back down to one, and then we open this up to, you know, let's say, let's say 20, right? I, I bet I cannot get eight. I can get six i i can't get more than six right and that's just because of the available lineups so you know we really stress that uh we really like the mini uniques feature because the less correlated your lineups are as long as they maintain a similar ev which we believe they do in a pool of 500 uh the better the the smoother your variance is going to be over time and you're going to have. Uh, less nights where it's like really, really bad or really, really good somewhere in the middle with plenty of shots still to hit a bink score. So only one, one of your lineups can win first. And that is really what we are after on most nights there, but good follow-up. Going to jump over to YouTube chat. Got this question here from Cabby said, Handra, do you eliminate the one percenters in your pool? Generally, no. Um, so, so what we're talking about is what we just talked about. Like, you know, we see people in our pool coming up that are like one percent in the pool, but happen to make it into our lineups. I'll, I'll say that when I am building my diversifiers, because I follow the profit plan and build my diversifiers in uh, so many lineups, but when I am building my elevators, say I'm building, you know, one to three lineups, that is something that I do look at, um, you know, for, for, for whatever reason. I mean, you know, the fact is that they're showing up in that lineup for a reason. Uh, it's, it's obviously a high saber score lineup because it is toward the top, but it is such a small percentage. And in a elevator type contest, I kind of want to, uh, play more of like the better plays and not so much of the risky plays. Like that's kind of what sim diversity is doing for you. That is why we suggest building them differently. You know, when you're playing a 150 max, you know, the picky bank or something, we're at Sim diversity 10 on a night like tonight and we're playing a single entry, you know, usually one to 10,000, our sim diversity comes down three ticks. It is a small slate, so sim diversity will continue to be high on most any contest. Uh, But if when you get into like the larger, you know, 11 gamers or like the NFL main slate, uh, sim diversity changes like a lot, like four to five uh, ticks on the uh, scale. So that that is like uh, basically saying that you don't need to get as diverse. Your player pool does not need to get as uh wide as it does for a single entry as it does for a 150 max contest you don't need to find so many of those outlier plays to win so i kind of keep that in my head uh when i see somebody at like a one percent pool exposure to me that is like an outlier event and when my sim diversity is kind of telling me i don't need to get as wide or as crazy In this type of contest, I kind of take that into effect and be like, you know, this person was optimal in 9 out of the 500 lineups, but that is still too low of a number for me, and it is my preference to zero them out, In depending on the number of elevators that I'm building. Sometimes I'm playing a ton of single entries, and sometimes I'm building 20 lineups for my elevators, and I won't take that into account, but I think that when I'm playing like 1 to 3 lineups, I would rather just find a lineup where that is not the case. But again, it's personal preference. You don't have to look at this. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, The lineup is in your pool for a reason and usually for a good reason. But that is just something that um, I tend to think about and I know other people do as well. But really good question there, Cabby. So appreciate you always asking good questions in the chat. All right. I see Naj is typing... And um, right now, no more questions. So I'm going to wait for Naj to get his thoughts in here, and then we will continue. All right, question just came through. Question says, if I'm using eight uniques with single entry like we were talking about, if a certain player doesn't show up on any lineups, can I use that information and feed him on my 20 max builds? Um, I mean... You know, technically you can do anything you want, (laughs) but I I just, you know, to to actually answer your question, I I don't see how one thing really leads to another in that scenario. Like just because the player isn't coming up. I mean, like we only have 24 players in this player pool of, of three lineups. And if we were to go put our mini uniques to one, increase this to 20, you know, we already have 37 players in our player pool. So I, I, I don't think that's a good idea because then your player pool would be too condensed, probably to only have 24 players make up 20 lineups. Like this is mini unique one. We're saying every lineup can share eight out of nine players. And we still have 37 players in our player pool. So that isn't really like a conclusion that I would try to draw from increasing my mini uniques so high. In that instance, I would really try and treat those as different things. Um, and, and not go that route. But those are my two cents on it. If you have any you know thoughts or or pushback as to why you think that might be more viable. I'm always open to listening and and providing my thoughts on such a question. But let me know if there is any follow-up there. But that being said, everybody, um, I know Tuesdays tend to be a little bit of a lighter day with no NFL. Uh, Should be a busy stream the rest of the week. And I appreciate everybody for still tuning in. Got off to a little bit of a late start today. But we will be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, as always, at our regularly scheduled time. So until then, good luck in your contest. See you guys. If you guys need anything, the team is always around in the Discord. Just reach out to us.